the badge we uh back for the fall season i guess it's still technically summer right so mm, still feels for like another it. week maybe all right um professor's back with us i also have um our uh, buddy pete here tell some more stories I and mean, just they just, not enough in those the last two episodes so you know uh everybody that's been um reaching out and uh downloading we really appreciate it it's um pretty awesome so i want to start this by saying i gotta i gotta brag a little my boy i was down in south carolina my son graduated uh from the marines mm. it was i honestly could say i know what it's like now to when a mother and a father have has a son drafted into baseball hockey basketball whatever that feeling of like pride and what an accomplishment I felt that all week, and it was awesome. So to my boy, Jake, way to go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Here's the crazy thing. I, I, on a side note of that, it was absolutely beautiful down there. The Marines just, they're all business. They know how to obviously you know, put on a show for, for the graduation. But, dude, the craziest thing, and I talked to a couple of our buddies who are Marines, um, Jay and um, Yanni, dude, Four kids in one platoon fell, just flat out fell out, passed out. Um, I guess when you, they're taught, when you stand in formation or, you know, I'm probably saying it all wrong. My son would probably get mad at me. It's craziest. Um, but when you're standing there, you're not supposed to lock your knees. Or you're supposed to lock your knees. I don't know which way it is. I don't think you're supposed to because I think it cuts off the blood. It cuts the yeah. circulation off. But these yeah. guys... One kid fell right on his face. It was a, sh I mean, it was scary. You just seen other kids fall, and four kids fell from one platoon. Um, when was this? During the ceremony? Yeah, during the ceremony, right, right there. How hot was it, man? I mean, you, that's South Carolina, right? It's got to be hot. It was hot, but apparently, it's very, it's normal because they're standing there still for an hour. What are they wearing? Their dress? They're dressed blue. I mean, they, yeah, it's they're dressed. I'd imagine it's got to be quite hot in that, man. Um, the one kid fell and just didn't. Like he he was the front row. He just fell, yeah. and the poor kid hit his face. Uh, we later found out he broke his jaw, and he has to stay back until he's medically wow. cleared. That sucks. It's what a shame. Thing? I felt so, I felt so bad. I like wanted to run out there and help these kids, and then yeah. you could see a couple other kids were falling, but yeah. there was someone next to them that they could grab them. Well, was the graduation right after they did essentially the Hell Week thing or whatever it was? A couple days. Yeah, yeah. So that's the Crucible. The Crucible was last yeah. week. Was the week so I imagine prior. they're probably still dehydrated and tired. Well, and, and they, you know, it's it, listen, it, it's normal. I when I, I immediately called my buddies that were Marines, mm -hmm. and they're like, dude, that happens all the time. That's why there's they have like um, basically posts, people on posts that fly in, grab the kid, and take them out. Um, mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, nobody skips a beat. Um, mm -hmm. But 422 of them graduated. Congratulations to all of them. I was very, very happy. That leads me into what I want to talk to you about. I didn't bring this up, but uh -oh. today, what is it? I on my Twitter, if anyone follows me, it's at um, Sergeant oh. Mark. You know what? I don't even know what my Twitter is. <laughs> it's at Mark, M-A-R-K-F-U-S-E-T-T-I. It's at Mark Fusetti. <laughs> so today what I did was I watched the 
um, Senate hearings for the Afghan withdrawal and the debacle and the insanity of that. Okay? Now, if most of you people probably never watch it, and guess what? Don't. It's a waste of your time. It's grandstanding. They get five minutes to rip and roar about whoever's in office or who was in office, and it's just nonsense. And then they ask questions, and they don't let anyone answer. It's absurd. But today, Senator Cruz, who I personally think is one of the smartest people on the planet, I don't know how you feel about him. Um, yeah, he's all right. I mean, you know, there's some some questions if he's a Zodiac killer, but he's okay. Right, right. So, and the um, he asked them plain and simple. Now, I've I've told this to uh, people on our podcast. I put out videos to find out if somebody's lying or cheating on you, being de- you know deceptive and all that. It's not really hard. We've gone through extensive training. I went through a lot more. Um, but in the reality of it is I could teach anybody how to catch, you know, somebody significant lying other. or anything sure. in a week. I could teach anybody that. These dudes will be responsible for all kinds of divorces and breakups over here. Dude. Hey, <laughs> right. listen, but right. Probably what, sponsored by the candy and card companies. I understand. Hey, you know, got to make money somehow. So today there's there's this test called the bipolar test. All right. And what that means is I'm going to ask you a question, and there is only two answers, yes or no. That's why I guess they call it the bipolar test. And Ted Cruz asked the Secretary of State today a bipolar question, and the question was simple. Did you or the administration hand over a list of Americans and Afghans that we wanted out of the country? Did you hand over a list of names to to the Taliban? And he went on a word salad, scrambling, blah, blah, and he finished it up by saying that's absolutely inaccurate. That's false. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. Ted Cruz, to his credit, immediately jumped on him and said, uh, yes or no. Come on. Yeah, he's a Harvard Harvard. trained lawyer. Ain't getting by, Ted. Right. He's like, "Uh, yes or no. Okay. So he just said how absurd this was and how insane this was. Right there, everybody has a lie, okay? Because he didn't just say yes, he didn't just say no. He tried to trick you. It's a lie. And oh, just to prove yeah. it's a lie, the very next sentence out of his mouth was, well, in certain circumstances, there was a list given to the Taliban. Cover it up. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, wait, what? Back you just pedal. literally said yeah, but- 10 seconds ago, no. Right. And how absurd he- it is for anyone to think that. And your next sentence is, oh, yeah, by the way, yes. But, but they Lincoln's all got done out. That the whole time. He's done that the whole time. He ducked Rand Paul. He ducked, what's a guy out of Florida? Massey or whatever his name is? Yeah. He ducked, he ducked every question, man. It's, Did you see Massey? Um, I think when he was, is it Master Massey? I forget what his Ma- name was. But when he was I, think I, I know who you're talking Mast, about. Yeah. He actually read the list. He read the names of, of every Marine that was killed in Afghanistan. Uh, That's what my then, question you know, would have been. Mine would have been, do you know the people that were killed? Do you know their names? That's all I would have asked. Well, None of them would. And they would have been like, well, I, 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 None of them would. Even up there, like Muhammad Ali, man, he wasn't going to answer anything. So, I posted four videos. Uh, I broke down the video. It's only like a minute long clip on where he's lying, how you can mm-hmm. tell, and it's, it's simple. It's not hard to catch somebody lying, and obviously, this dude, being a twenty year plus politician, sucks at this job. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but well. But here's here's the question: Does he suck, or does he know that he can just get away with it? Because all that, he has to do is well, that's that's well, the million dollar question because they know they get away with it for so long 
that they yeah. could just keep recycling and regurgitating the same bullshit and well, people I mean, believe look, them. At, Pete, and, and the thing is, the news gives them that assist, right? What should happen is the news should be critical and come out and say, Anthony Blinken ducked every single difficult question. No, Instead, they they'll come though. out and say, but yeah, they'll no, they'll phrase it differently and they'll say, unhinged Rand Paul attacks Secretary sure. of, of <laughs> so, State. You know Sorry. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it was just awful. Anyone wants to see that, check out my Twitter page. Um, yeah. But so this past week uh, was the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys do in your household, but I make my kids watch endless footage of September 11th. My son, my 15-year-old, just said to me the other day when we were watching, he was like, he, he was just really quick. He's like, I feel like I was there. I feel like I know, like, I remember this. And, that's, and I tell him it's because I force you guys to just watch it because I don't want my kids, I don't want anyone I know to ever fucking remember or forget that yeah. day. You need to remember that day like it happened yesterday. Um, So I make my kids watch it. Uh, But that brings me to this question. Do you remember where you were on that day and what happened? Yeah, 100%. I actually just moved back from Florida, um, and we were staying at my mom's house on Bridge Street. Mm. And I remember getting up at – because what the first plane hit at like 9.03 or something like that. Yeah. I think I wasn't even working yet. Like I might have been back like a week or two. It was – you know, I just got back from Florida – and I remember coming down and seeing the first plane hit and I just got done doing a, you know, I was doing a, a master's program in, in international relations, like kind of focusing on terrorism stuff. And I'm just like, hmm, that seems odd. Then you see the second one, it was just immediate. Like I knew what this is, you know, we're at war. And then I remember, you know, obviously Philadelphia is an East Coast city. Question then became, you know, are we going to start getting hit? Are they going to start trying to fly into buildings downtown? Um, you know, and um it's a life-changing moment. I'm sure you guys right. remember where you're at as well. So, yeah. I remember. I used to work at Blue Cross. Remember? Yeah, in the yeah. office space days. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. 1901 Market Street. I believe we were on the 19th floor that year, mm. um, and I worked there for a decade. So we, I went from I got moved around like four different times. I remember I get a call uh, from my wife at the time. My now wife, but she calls and said, did you hear? And I said, hear what? Because I was in this like caged room that had secret access that only like the president and like three people could get in because we had million dollar machines in there. Um, so we we didn't get no reception from radios either. Yeah. Like everything was just sealed off. And I was like, no. So she calls and said, a, a plane just hit the World Trade Center and they think mm-hmm. it's a terrorist attack. I was like, oh, shit. So I leave, I go up to another floor, and we're all kind of huddled around the radio. And I guess at that point, the second one is hit, they're evacuating. They're like, get everybody out. I still remember, everybody's leaving, packing up. My supervisor comes over to me, goes, Mark, you gotta stay. Yeah, all right. I was like, what? (laughs) And she's like, you have to stay, we gotta finish this. Because we used to have mandatory um, paperwork that had to be done, or other like people got fired and right. shit. It was crazy, and I was like, okay, like I didn't know, I didn't want to get fired. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I sat down and started doing the, my work. I'm trying to do it fast so I can get out. Yeah, and I remember this lady was a vice president. She was walking the floors. I started nice lady, but God, she was like 450 pounds. Nice, like yeah. holy shit. I like well, it. She was walking. That's positive. But <laughs> and I, I don't know why you added that in there. But right. anyway, 
She's like, what you, what she goes, like. what are you doing here? And yeah. I was like, my supervisor told me I had to stay and finish this. He, he probably was, left. Or she <laughs> was like, get his, super, his supervisor out. was Lumberg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she, the, the lady has since died. Right. Um, she's like, makes it worse. She's like, who's your supervisor? I tell her. Yeah. She's like, you leave. I'll deal with her. So I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Fucking hey, I'm out of here. I remember, get out, take the bus, or take the L, because um, the bus, I used to take the regional train at that time, and it was just like 9,000 people down yeah. there. Um, so I took the RL train to the bus station, got home in like a, like an hour and a half, which wasn't bad with the whole city shutting down. Yeah, leaving at one time. Right. That wasn't a bad, you know. And I remember getting home and just watching. Watching people falling out of the building, screaming at the TV like somebody fucking do something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Crazy twist to it all. At the end of that, at the night, we just started playing a hockey in a hockey league, an adult hockey league, um, with yeah, John, yeah. Al, all those it was guys. Terrible, I hated it. And now we were we were we were great. I didn't like it. So we go. First game was that night. We call up. It was down at Erie, um, the Erie Hockey Center, which. Let me tell anybody that likes hockey or has played hockey, Erie, um, it was I and Erie is where the hockey rink was. Indoor, adult league with some of the toughest people from Kensington, Fishtown, Frankfurt, all over the place playing. It were some brutal games, yeah. man, like brawls, the whole nine yard. It was a tough league. It was our very first game that night. I'm goalie. We win 10 nothing that night. We go on to win the championship. We went undefeated, 16-0, I believe. And I goalied every game. Had like 10 shutouts, dude. It was unbelievable. But that was my September 11th. In the shadow of September 11th. In the shadow of it. And I remember sitting in there with, and we're getting dressed. And I remember Al Boom was sitting there so fucking miserable. He's like, I'm so fucking disgusted. He's like, I can't believe what I watched today. Everybody yeah. was just like, unfucking believable. And we go out playing. Everyone's hitting each other, checking real hard, like trying to take yeah. anger out on each other. That's some aggression. Yeah, I, was, I was at my house. So we were we were watching that. We were watching it as it happened. And, uh, you know, I was parked to death at that point. You know, I, I, I probably wasn't coherent. But I was, when I seen it happening, I remember, because my mom worked down at Commerce downtown, which is another 50-story building, whatever it is, and she's on, like, the 40-something floor. I call her after the second plane hit, and I'm like, Mom, I'm coming down to get you. I'm coming down to get you out of out of that building. But I do remember, listen, I remember when the first building actually fell. I had yeah. turned away from the screen for a little bit, and I turned back and seen all that smoke, and my first words was, I think New York just got nuked. Like it looked like a fucking nuclear bomb blew up and just smoked. And I remember, and me and Al were there and we went through the whole thing. Let's go and help them look for survivors and stuff like that. Never fucking happened. I think I met my dealer about an hour later and got right. loaded up for the next couple nights. But uh, yeah, it was fucked up. It was definitely, it definitely changed the way you look at humanity on a whole. It was that people are capable. It was like definitely that. insane. It opened up this whole whole new world that we live in today, man. A lot of kids, um, like all my kids, none of them know what life was like before that. You know, where you could just walk onto a plane. It doesn't know. seem like there was life before that. Now, yeah. still, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. The freedom you had, yeah. there was no, you know, well, you just. I'll, I'll tell you what gets weird. I mean, you kind of hit it on the head there with um, your kids don't know life before it. 
So I'm doing classes now for freshmen in college and the freshmen weren't born when this happened. Right. I mean, they weren't born. Yeah. And it's weird talking about these events. I'd imagine it would probably be like our parents talking to us about Vietnam or something. Right. Um, you know, you heard about it. You kind of know it's a big deal, but, you know, you kind of don't get it because you weren't there. Um, but it's just kind of strange having to talk about these things. And and, you know, the one thing that kind of surprises me is a lot of them seem to be not very well educated about it, which makes me wonder, is this something that they're just not teaching? Like, you know, again, when we were in school, I went to North and St. Bart's and I think our textbook ended at the Korean War. And this was in the <laughs> 80s, right? They just, right. we didn't have new ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I start wondering, like, you know, are they just not teaching this because of political uh, they are not. reasons or yeah, other stuff? Yeah, they're absolutely not they're teaching not. it. Well, that's crazy. It's absolutely insane. If like a lot of schools on. don't go back. Like my twins just went back to school today. I know mm. some schools started like the last few days of August and they're at such... You know, they're in such disarray the first few weeks of the of the year that September 11th is just like a day where they go, oh, today is when this happened, and we pray, and you know, we're all together, blah blah blah, and they just move on past yeah. it. That's why I forced my kids to never. I want them all to know you got to watch it, see it, understand how awful this is, and no matter where we are in the political world today, if you can't agree that that is the worst thing to ever happen. Well, um, people are already doing that. I, mean, I know they are. are I know. The insurrection was the same. I thought, are you out of your mind? Right. You know, I mean, look, but, I mean, what? it's crazy, dude. It's crazy how well, it's crazy how quickly we've forgotten so, as, a, as, a, as a nation. It, it is. But again, you know, that's that. That's where we are. And, you know, what it doesn't seem like it's ever really going to change. But um, you can always hope, you know, as we've seen with all these insane there's a person on Twitter. Um, I, I got I, I When I see his thing again, I'm going to retweet it. But what this guy does is he goes through Twitter and he'll get people that say one thing like six months ago, a year ago. And puts their new thing up today. Like he did yeah. about, you know, the vice president Harris, how she said, there is no way we should trust a vaccine that was created by Donald Trump. Um, back in October of 2020, and then, you know, like two weeks later or two weeks ago, she's saying, we need to take this vaccine. It's the most safest thing on the planet. It's like, what the? And it's pretty funny. Um, But it just goes to show, like we've said a thousand times, it's all about this is a WWE for political people. They're all friends. They all like each other. They just get in front of the camera, talk shit, and get us all riled up so we keep voting the way we vote and keep the same people in power so they can keep their 170000 a year job, their life benefits and, and, and they're, they're, all up at, they're all up at Martha's Vineyard. They're all doing their thing laughing at us, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're at the Met Gala last night. Uh, exactly. fucking 40 right. Forty thousand yeah. dollar ticket, fucking right. a seat. You know, like yeah. shut up, man. You people are fucking awful, man. Everybody with the photo op comes. Everybody puts their mask on and gathers around. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. Fucking, it's it's hysterical. They're all talking really shit to each other beforehand. It's, hey, photo's coming. And all all right, here, we're on. Put your mask on. Everyone <laughs> quickly puts their mask on. Right. Like, oh. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys watch Stephen Crowder at all, but Crowder, yeah, I was yeah. watching Crowder the other day, and he had a, um, a bit where Biden goes out to the crowd um, has his mask on, right, for the photos, and walks up to the people, takes it down, shakes their <laughs> hand without it, then touches his own face with his hand that he just shook the hand of these people right. with, oh, and then pulls his mask back up. And I'm just like, this is the opposite. If I were even to believe all this, you know, completely believe this stuff you're selling me, that's not how it works. This is insanity. I know. Right. right. 
I think that's what gets me about it the most is just it's devoid of logic, right? Like if you sit down and have a beer and a cheeseburger, COVID's just going to take a chill pill and wait and come and get you later on the way to the. No, but it's good. Yeah, it's going to get you as you're walking yeah. in, but yeah. not when it's, you're sitting down. You didn't know that. Right. It doesn't penetrate the food of a bar. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys are talking about double standards too, right? They just put these mask mandates in for any employer over a hundred, but of course Congress is exempt from this and their staffs exempt from this. So they don't have to do any of this shit, but we do. The White House is exempt from this, and most of them are over a hundred. Yeah. They're probably multiple comorbidities each of them in that place, dude. Right. Until until people stand up and say, "No, we're not doing it," then nothing's going to stop. Right. That's it. It's just people are going to just suck it up and do it. But this is going to. And we'll get off the politics after this, but this is what's going to ruin the Democrats um, come next year in the uh, midterms. They're going to get completely wiped out. They're going to lose the House. They're going to lose the Senate. And I don't then, know about that. I don't, I'm not well, sure of it either. I'll, to be I will bet you both $1,000 right now. They listen, lose them both. Listen, before we start throwing away grand sums of cash, all I'm going to say is this. I don't trust them. I don't trust the results of the last election. <clears throat> I certainly don't trust that they're not going to manipulate things the next time around. Right. And I also don't trust that my fellow Americans, not an idiot who hasn't are drank smart enough to even yeah. fucking believe he's, it. Yeah, here's, exactly. Here's the he's problem. Drank the Kool-Aid and think he's doing great. All of us, you know, on the one side it is going to go this. You know, we all see it. But the problem is he's screwing over his own people. Yeah. yeah. OK. His own base. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is when he's screaming and yelling about get vaccinated, get vaccinated, it's a lot. It's a it's a lot of the minority community that's yeah. not getting that doesn't trust it. And I'm with them. I don't Would trust you. It. Look no. at the history, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen and everything else they did. I mean, look at the stuff they they did to the prison populations up in Philadelphia. Yeah, right. That was it. Acres of flesh. They they tested on minorities for years and did yeah. horrible things. And you're I right. I wouldn't trust them either. I wouldn't either. But they're the ones that are like, ah, nah, man, no more of this. You're going to force masks on. It, it's funny. You ever, there's a picture that goes around of college football, 110,000 people in the stadium screaming yeah, yeah, and cheering. Yeah. And then there's a picture of four little kids in kindergarten with a mask on mask and on. kids sweating off his face, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. this is insanity. But, right. you know, that's the world we live in today. So, it's a beautiful thing. But, um, so for uh, people that are just, you know, um, catching our show, what we're going to do is talk a lot about what's going on in the law enforcement world, the behind the scenes, stuff that we have experienced before. Uh, we're also going to bring in people who were on the other side of it, people that were arrested, people that we dealt with or um, dealt with police in general, people that had you know, uh, addiction problems but overcame them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to kind of combine that all together. You know, that's why we have Peter to tell more of his stories. Um, you know, we have... People lined up, so it's going to be pretty exciting. We're going to go down to Kensington um, in the next couple weeks and literally grab grab somebody off the street, you know, give them a few bucks, a chance to help them. That's called solicitation, Mark. Yeah, well, and get them in here to tell their story. And literally get to tell them from somebody that's doing it as we speak. That's that's important, though, because... You know what I mean? Like uh, people that are trying to get, um, trying to help people get clean and then people that are in recovery and all like, you know, for the people that don't know, like the people that are, that have have recovered or in recovery from drugs know what it's like, but you, they're two different beings that you're dealing with. You know what I mean? When you grab someone that's actively out there 
in addiction, they, you know, they're not functioning on a level that they should be. And they're not, they can't like answer questions honestly. They can't rationalize in their head. You know, I've, I've said it for a while that if, if, if you went down Kensington and grabbed a, a hundred, you know, addicts that are out there right now, full-blown addicts, and, and you gave them something that would make them have to tell the truth no matter what their drugs in their body was saying, and you asked them if they wanted to get help and get out of Kensington, a hundred of them out of a hundred would say yes, right? But when you go down there and if you catch them after they got high already... They don't, they don't want to go. I was down there full blown and I was content being down there. I've had friends come down looking for me. I've had mom Dukes come down. I've had, you know, people come down through my whole, whole time down there to try and get me out. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with like, I'm, I'm fine. Look at me. I'm fine. When I'm not fine, my skin's fucking gray. You know what I mean? I'm I'm 140 fucking pounds soaking wet. Like you you don't, but I think that dynamic is important. I think, I think what the one thing is this, you know, when you do get addicted to heroin, especially it does, it alters the brain chemistry. So 100%. I, was at a presen- I was at a presentation a year or two ago, um, well, before all the COVID stuff, and they actually had a, a juvenile justice, juvenile judge, sheriff, and some other people came in and they were basically talking about um, how long it takes the brain to recover from addiction, from heroin addiction specifically, like the, the physical chemistry of your brain is messed up. So even if you snatch someone off the street and said, hey, look, you know, here's your chance, it's still going to take you that time to recover yeah. and get your, your the physical makeup of your brain back in order for you to function like a normal human. So, I, so early on in my recovery, especially, right, once I got clear-headed enough to, to try, start looking into why I was able to do the shit I was able to do, right, mm. I started looking into that end of it. And, and I start to find that there is there is a time a period of time that it takes for your brain to reset back to normal 100 percent there's no it's but it's not a number it's not like somebody right. says it takes you One six week, months right. or right, a, right. a week or and and I've seen people that are years clean that brain their brains still fucked up from what they did you know what I mean you could tell not that they're like talk different but just you could tell that there's something not completely well, right with their rational rationalization and, shit like and, that. and to that point, well, we dealt with a lot of people that were living that, you know, that um, insanity at that time. And it brings me to, it just reminded me of a story where we were going to a house. Now, there was, there um, were abandoned houses that were just complete shells that looked like they were from a fourth world country. Then there were a step up from that. Abandoniums. We would call yeah. we would call <laughs> crack, right. right. We would call the next step up where crack houses. Right. Where there might be a light that works or some running water. Then there was functioning crack houses. And yeah. what that meant was just somebody happened to let somebody dive, sell crack out of it. You know, house. or they, yeah. they got a house with electric and water and stuff like that. So we were going to a house um, that was known to us that would always have a few people that were wanted in there. And we go and we're coming up the street. Holy shit, I just got a chally horse. We're coming up the street, all right? So a guy comes out. Fuck me. My, 
That's how unathletic this cat is. He just Holy got hurt shit. sitting on the, sitting in a chair. I just got a challenge. All, All right, right. Good. dude. Listen, he just talked about Holy hockey again shit. for a little bit, and he pulled a fucking hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about hockey, and I pulled a hammy. Right. Holy shit! But anyway, right. so we're walking. His, his up. hero was his hero was Lemieux, though. So you know. uh, checks out. Greatest right. hockey player of all time. So we walk up the street, and this guy comes out of the house. But when he comes out, his back is turned to us. So he never sees us. So there's like six of us that all kind of stop and like fumble over each other because we're trying to yeah. be right. quiet. quiet. Sneak we don't up want on him to hear us. We're trying to sneak. He shuts the door. He like just sees train. us and he does the whole oh, shit. He's like, I ain't going back to jail. And he just fucking goes. So boom, we are off to the races. We run up. We hit Frankfurt Avenue. We're down by like Frankfurt Clearfield. We go. We chase him. We cross the we cross Frankfurt Avenue. He runs into these alleyways. We follow him. He kicks in the back door of a house. Damn. So half the team runs around the other side. We kind of post up trying to block him into the house. Right. Because we don't want to rush right in. We don't know if he knows somebody in his house. Kids in there, you know, all kinds of shit. Whatever. As my team's out front. Um, a guy runs in. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, somebody's in my house. So we run in. The guy runs out that we're chasing, runs out the second floor of this house. So now we're oh, on a rooftop. The, oh. Now we have a rooftop foot chase. Jesus Christ. So we're running down away from Frankfurt Avenue on this side street. I can't remember the street. He winds up getting down. We grab him. We, we you know, get in a little scuffle. Breaks free. Off to the races again. Another Charlie horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Now right. in shape back then. So runs up another alleyway. Does it again. Goes, kicks in the door to another house. This wow. time it's two women in there with two kids. They come out screaming. Now we run into this house, run up. He dives through a window, second floor onto a porch. Glass breaks, everything. It was stone cold just like out of a movie. We run back down. He was able to get up on the top rooftop, so we couldn't see him. So he's on the third story. So we block off the street. Another guy comes. He kicks in a sunroof or a skylight. That's Another fire. guy comes out. I said, what the? There's somebody in my house. But the guy comes right out behind him. So now yeah. we're on a foot chase again. Frankfurt Avenue. This time, he runs into a house. A guy just had, just happened to come out. He runs into this guy's house, but we were right on him. We get him. He breaks three breaks free through the back door. Like we were like sweating. We're so tired. We had to call in um, the twenty fourth district. They come. The guy cuts through like a church. Finally, they catch him on another street. Like when we all got to him, we're like, "What the fuck, right, dude? Guess what? What was the warrant for? Traffic. Traffic. Traffic warrant." Traffic court. So listen, I'm going to explain hold that. On, hold on, hold on. So he's so fucked up in his head, he has no idea. And this was common. A lot of people were wanted for, yeah. they didn't even know if they were wanted. They were wanted so much, they just didn't know. Just they assume they always were. Yeah. So they always assumed no. they were. Or your, or your court date's next Wednesday and you don't even have any idea what yeah. it is. But, but because of like this chemical imbalance in his head and the insanity of Kensington, this guy yeah. thought we were coming to get him for his traffic court warrant. That must ultimately, Jack the Ripper or something. Come we would have crazy. We wouldn't just, even uh, have done let that. him go. Yeah, it turned out something that we would have just said, "All right, go take care of this on Monday." Yeah. Turned into a four count fucking yeah. home invasions, and yeah, he got like yeah, yeah. fifteen years in prison. But there's for it. A, there's a there's a reason there's a reason for that. 
Now, fat, not, I'm not talking about that. So being, when I was down there, right, and I was a notorious absconder, you know what I mean? I, I probably had six or seven probation officers in my life, and I think I only met one of them one time, right? So I always had warrants down there. It, it had nothing to do with what was going to happen to us after we got caught, right? It was just that if this, if I get fucking caught, I'm going to be fucking dope sick in jail. Right. That's it. That's Listen, there's no, uh, there's nothing else. It ain't how much time I'm going to get. It's not how this is going to look on my record. It's how much probation I'm going to get. It's literally, if I let these fucking dudes catch me, no matter what it is, I'm going to be dope sick in jail. I'm detoxing in jail and I'll fucking climb a three story roof and bust through a skylight to not be dope sick in fucking and jail. It's that simple. It, this, that story happened so many times. I mean, there was a girl you used to chase. Her name was, what was her name? Do you remember? Which one? You. You used to go after her. Not Nicole. That little short one that I didn't like. Yes. Always be mouthing off about, mm-hmm. oh, Mike, I got to see my kid. And it's four in the exactly, morning. Exactly, yes. Right. Have, <laughs> right. You way to pick up your kid. Right. Do you remember her name? No. It might but have been Nicole's. I, Little blonde hair girl. I couldn't stand her. Yeah, but every time she would see our car, she would just run. Gone. And we made it a point to check her before we ever went out. Because when you see somebody just run from you, your instinct is, boom, let's go. Yeah. But she was a person that would just run. And we would just sit there and be like, see ya. You're good. And then she would go halfway down the block, look back, see that we weren't chasing her, and then she knew she didn't have a warrant. Right. Right. Yeah, we we knew who it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she'd be like, come back with her head down. We were like, you idiot, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. Um, There was another girl. Do you remember Mindy Durst? No, that name doesn't ring a bell. So Mindy was, this girl was great. She was a character. Um, Mm -hmm. So she used to call our old lieutenant, Heather, every, Mm -hmm. like, every day. Like, Heather, do I got a warrant? Do I got a warrant? Do I got a warrant? So like, because Mark and I were going to come after me if I do. So she was one of those girls where we would drive down the Ave. If we saw her, we knew she didn't have a warrant. Right. If yeah, she had yeah, a warrant, yeah. she wasn't coming out. Right. Yeah, but yeah, she yeah, wouldn't do hard. nothing to stop the warrant. And no, no, no. 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 I just want to know when the heart. Just when it was there. She would yeah. wave like, ah, no warrant. You can't do nothing. <laughs> and I still remember this one night. We're driving. And she must have called Heather that Friday morning. And was like, do I have a warrant? And Heather looks like, yeah, Mindy, you don't have a warrant. You know? And it, it, she used to bother her all the time. But, you know, she played along. They must have dropped it like 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> she's like, so I don't have a warrant. we're driving, and we see her, and we're like, oh. And she's like, hey. We're like, hey. But we didn't, we didn't think of any. We're like, ah, she ain't want it. And no. I, I forget who I was with. I think it was Bill. He's like, why don't we just check her just in case? Right. I was yeah. like, go ahead. So... He checks her. Boom. She had. He's like, dude, she got one. Go back. I was like, holy shit. So we you turn and she knows. She's like, yeah. oh, shit. She takes off. Yeah. And we go flying up and we get to we're like, why are you running? It's like, because you're coming to get me. We're like, you don't have a warrant. So we just lied to her. To get she her. stopped. She's like, oh, yeah. my God. Thank God. We're like, just relax. You crazy motherfucker. You're like, what right. are you doing? So we get out, we're like, yeah, we're looking for her, and we grab her, and we throw the cuffs on her. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? And that, listen, that used to be one of the greatest feelings, though. Oh, like, man. I remember stopping a dude. We were down in, like, Fishtown or somewhere weird that we normally didn't go that frequently. And some dude come up. I think we were locking someone <clears throat> oh, else up. I know what you're going to say. This is and crazy. And the dude started talking all kinds of shit to us. And he's like, oh, F you guys, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, what you talking about? Like, why don't you come over here for a minute, you know? 
And he's like, I have been locked up since 1985. That's all right, cool, no problem. And what's your PB number? He rattled it off right away. And I was like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. And uh, called it in. And I said, we got some good news and some bad news. He's like, what? I said, good news is you're being honest. Last time you was locked up was 1985. Bad luck is you still got a warrant from 1985. 1985. Right. And he's like, oh, can I just turn myself in? I said, you had like 22 years to turn yourself right. in. Bro. All of a sudden, you did the right thing. Right. I, going, can't, you know. I can't tell you how many times people walked up to us and said, ah, fuck you guys. I got a warrant. And I'd be like, you want to bet? And, I, yep, and, I, yep, and yep. we would always do this. I'd be like, you want to make a bet? I'll bet you five bucks. And they were like, mm-hmm. okay. So they would give us their information and look it up. Like you're, you got a warrant, and if they get the, no, I haven't been. No, I see my PO every day. I'm like you got a traffic warrant, and I'm like, oh yeah. man. But some it's people, still a warrant. Some you people. Right. Being down Frankfurt, we were down Frankfurt Avenue. Dude was running his yap at us like that, and like, oh, f you guys, blah blah blah. And it was a, it was a holiday weekend. I'll never forget holiday weekend, and it was a Friday, and he was talking all kinds of shit and cursing us and calling us names, and he's like, go ahead, check me, blah blah blah. And we checked them, and they had traffic warrants. And do you remember they had they keep like a bed open for traffic stuff over One. the weekend? Yes. Yeah. Normally they wouldn't want you, and normally we wouldn't be bothered to do it because it's kind of a waste of our yes. our time, in my opinion. Yeah. One traffic. We have yep. one bed for traffic court, and yep. it had to be. We were pissed out off at somebody, yeah. and it had no, to be a certain amount to, of money too. Yeah, you had to do something, and that dude went up having like tons and tons of scofflaw crap. And got gripped on it. And he's like, oh, I don't care. I'll be out Monday. I said, nope, Monday is a holiday, my friend. Enjoy your extended stay. You know what I mean? I I remember, God, there was a, what was her name? I can't remember. But we we call her um, Sarah Patchell. But that wasn't her real name. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you talking about Little Sarah? No, her name's not even Sarah. You remember Little Sarah? Little redheaded Sarah? Little Irish joint? That was Rachel. That was girl. You're thinking of Rachel. No, Sarah was a gun. Um, no. So we, yeah, we don't remember. I don't remember Sarah, but she, uh, she had a husband, um, who used to turn around. Yeah, walk her down the aisle, protect her. He would beat yeah. the shit out of her. She would go out on a date. She would come back, and he would beat the shit out of her. But he was the one forcing her to go out on the date. Sure. And then they'd go get high. Yeah. And I remember. Now, we've told this story before. We had code words for uh, people that were wanted. If I called up and you had a warrant, I'd tell Professor, yo, holler. They, he knew it's a warrant. He knew to come over and put the um, cups on you. Well, eventually, everybody in Kensington knew what that knew meant. Code, yeah. They figured it out. <laughs> so the next thing we used to do, we were calling it, like, yep, they got a warrant. We are like, all right, print that out. That was the next one. We're telling our desk people to print the warrant out. So right. people knew. We were in this house, and I'll never forget, Madhu was on the phone. Sarah Patchell's in there. Her husband's in there. There's like 10 people in this functioning crack house. And he just kept going, okay, uh-huh, all right, print that out. <laughs> and, <laughs> and were, you didn't and get what it. we were doing, was we were like, all right, you sit over here. Right. And we're waiting because we're running like 15 people. Print that out. <laughs> print that out. Yeah. You sit here. No? Okay. And you no one over here. And no one on the quiz bowl being figured out. What and was no going one on. knew what we were doing until <laughs> we got to Sarah. And as yeah. soon as we said, "Print that out," she's like, ah, she's <laughs> And everyone was like, "What's wrong? Should we got warrants?" Right? Don't we're you know like, what "Print that out" means? Like, wait, us? We're like all of you. We locked up like six people out of that house. That's crazy. But that reminded me of another um, husband-wife combo. Do you remember your boy Anthony Major? Yeah, I remember him, unfortunately, yes. Anthony Major, let me tell you about this kid. 
Um, God bless his heart and his wife, Nicole. Nicole was at one point probably a very good looking um, girl. Hmm. But the heroine had beaten her up for so long. Anthony and Nicole had a couple kids together. Um, I think were legitimately married at one point. Both got on the shit. Both, you know, were um, in Kensington for a long time. They were there through your career and mine. Nicole had fake breasts. Like, big, giant, double D breasts. The crazy thing was when she would go um, on her binge, on her binge, she would be like 60 pounds. But what still with this big giant. giant <laughs> uh, and, and it just looks so weird. Right. right. Um, yeah. You know, but when she would get healthy, she looked like a good, normal right. um, person. Her husband used to do the same thing, trick her out. He had fake breasts, too? No. Oh. But he did. He They're used, much cheaper. He used, you remember, he used to get away from us all the time. So yeah. there was this factor. You remember Diamond Furniture down, mm-hmm. down in Kensington? Yeah. What's that? What's that? H in. Uh, Kensington. That's I. You talk no, about you talk about the one that burnt down the shoe factory thing. Next, no. the shoe factory was next to it. Well, yeah, that was E, right? That was E in Indiana, roughly. It was Indiana. It's her Indiana dissects through the whole thing, right? It, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, whatever. It was a big giant warehouse in Kensington that we called the shoe factory. And the roof in that place, bro. We would go the in there, and it was like six stories, probably a hundred twenty thousand square foot um, yeah. factory. Huge. It was massive. You could literally take four or five hours searching it. So whenever we would see him, he would dart. And there was one way in. And we would always go in, me, you, Bill, Madhu, and we could never find him. Big job. I mean, it was a danger. Well, not only that, I mean, it was a really dangerous place, too. Like I said, the first time I ever went in there, I think we made our way up to the second or third story or whatever the heck it was. And the, the floor had collapsed all the way through to, like, the basement. And, like, you're hearing noises because it's dark and all you got is a flashlight. You're hearing, look, man, there's probably rats and people and God yeah. knows what up in that place. And you hear it and your instinct is like, all right, get over by the noise. And I just – I remember taking a few steps and looking down and thinking, like, man, like, that was almost the end of me there, bro. Well, yeah. But, you know, you, those places are just so dangerous anyway. Or they could have – I'll tell you what. God knows what the hell they got They there. were – but it was fun going in, and we we found some pretty cool stuff from probably like the 30s and 40s and stuff. Yeah. Um, but we were like, okay, how do we find this guy? How do we do it? How do we finally catch him? So I remember we, I think you posted on one corner, Madhu posted on another. He ran in, and we couldn't find him. Yeah. All of a sudden, Madhu's like, I got him. Yeah. We're like, what? Yeah. There was this little security like fire door. In yeah, the back end, out. that yep. Madhu could see him. He couldn't get yeah. to him. Right. But Anthony made, Madhu's like, stay right there. And fucking, <laughs> would you not believe the kid stood there waiting? He could have ran back in the building and been lost again, yeah. man. Yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah, I remember that. That was, it was, it was a weird, a weird day. It was unbelievable. Uh, the, the, again, like I said, you, you, you hear like what we're saying, the husband and wife. The, the guy turning the girl out, the girl would get beat up, raped multiple times. The husband yeah. was not concerned about that, but did nah. you get enough money so we can go cop? Yeah. Um, well, so so I can cop, and if you're lucky, you yeah, get to well, cop. Yeah, yeah. And for someone like her, believe it or not, she had it better than girls like the girl Rachel I've talked about multiple times, who mm-hmm. was under the, you know, the, um, the fucking hammer Control. of... Yeah. Of Teddy and Bishop and those right. guys. 
Yeah. Like she would go out, get beat up, raped, but then still owe him money. Yeah. And get right. beat up and raped by her, by him. Yeah. So, you know, but you know, it, it's it, it's sad. Hopefully, we can get somebody in here and they can really talk about it, give the insight of what it's like down there now, because there is national footage going on about it. Yeah, the it's, fact that it's, it's crazy. It's left down like there. it is. It's un- but it, it it's you're, you said it earlier. Kensington has become this place where you know what we're just gonna. It's like um, Tripoli. It's it, we don't care about it no more. It's like New Amsterdam. Let everybody from the wire. go down there and yeah. just well, die. But, and but but new. But if you go to Amsterdam, they don't have this stuff. No, I said <laughs> New Amsterdam from oh, that show, The Wire. No, from The Wire, oh, oh, where oh, they oh. just it, like here. Let's if we can if we let just, them do yeah, what they contained. can do keep in here, contained. we'll keep it in this this fucking what? ten block radius. I, I yeah. before we get out of here, I, I want to. I was trying to think about this, and I didn't want to text you. I wanted to put you on the spot. Nice. What was your... That's what friends do. Hold on. What was your (laughs) stupid-ass fucking street name down there that you were going (laughs) by? What was it? Here, I'll let you read it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) It it is, though. That's it. Razor. Yo, so, there, I mean, there's... Oh, Razor Ramon. Oh, chi- yo, Chico, what the fuck, man? Hey, this, <laughs> hey listen, that still rings bells down there. I man. remember hey, let me tell a you. girl coming up to me. I guess you told her like to find us. You're like, Razor said you need to go. I'm like, who the fuck is Razor? <laughs> right. But she didn't know your real name. Right, right. She's like, I don't know. He said he grew up with you guys. Right. And we're looking around like... And I'm like, what did he look like? And she, I was like... Pete, she's like, oh, I oh, guess. Well, yeah. I was like, oh my god! I guess you were fighting with um, Bishop. Yeah. Yep. One of you were Bishop yeah. were fighting, and yep. she was the in between. I don't even remember what. Yeah, happened. it was a nice little, nice little time down there. Fucking really. No, no. Listen, I was down there for as long as I was, and most people down there didn't know my yeah. real name. Well, no, most people don't know yeah. anybody's name yep. down there. The best part, and we'll end with this. Um, and I, I applaud some of these people. Do you remember when somebody would learn somebody else's PP number? They would learn their yes. birth date. They would learn yep. everything of that person. You know what yeah. they wanted? Only to have that, when they gave us that the stuff, they'd have a warrant. Wanted. That person yes. was wanted. Yes. And so were, I'm yes. going to tell, tell you a quick story real quick. I'm coming back from 5th and Westmoreland, right? Grabbing Coke at like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm coming down to Allegheny Ave. I get stopped. I think it was just regular cops that stopped me, right? So, uh... They stopped me, Nick. I oh, they don't care. At this point, listen, no, at this point. I told him your name was George Bush. I had, memor- have a good I thing, had memorized all my brother's shit. Oh. Right? You, everyone so did it. I run down, they get out, and I'm like, because right, I knew I had a warrant at the time, right? And here, they didn't even take me for the warrant when they found out, but I run down all my brother's shit, right? And he goes, what's your sign? Yep. And I went, yep, fuck, yep, man. Yep. That's, a, that's an old bouncer trick. Yeah, like, what's trick. my sign? And I'm trying no. to go through them, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. believe in that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> then he sat me down, and he 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 must have ran my brother's name, and it linked to me somehow. Because they pulled your driver's license. Yeah, and he was, like, who, he was like, who's that, your brother? And I was like, fuck. And yeah. I said, yeah. And he was like, dude, what do you got on you? I was like, nah, and I did it in a fucking playground. He was like, all do, right, get the fuck out. Do you remember, we had problems with that. I remember there was a guy who's a... Uh, his, he was a teacher, and his brother got locked up and used his name. I think it was his twin brother, too, to make it even worse. Got yeah. locked up and used his name. And we, I went for ages, we're trying to, like, help do that because he lost his yeah. teaching license and all this shit because his brother when, kicked his name in. When, we, when, when the sheriffs became our babysitters, I took mm-hmm. over what was called the JTAC officer. I was the guy where people would come in, see me. I would fingerprint them. I would give them an official document saying... 
I am so and so. So and so, my brother stole my identity. This is a legal mm-hmm. court document. Do not arrest me on this. And you know, nice. we did the best we could, but it, it was so fucked up. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, listen, Professor. It was good having you on again. Good talking to you, everybody. We will be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday after. Have some more stories. Hopefully we have a new guest in here to give us um, a perspective of what life is like in Kensington right now. If you're um, a crazy Eagles fan like everybody is, like this is the greatest victory that ever happened last week. My God, this is insanity. Check out all the podcasts on Last Out Media. There's a ton here. A lot of good football stuff. All right? Talk to you later. Peace. All right.